Pro Group Management. Workers' Comp that works for you. Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers on the broadcast today. Fundraising consultant Halani Tissot here for the whole show on an all-new Nevada Newsmakers. Get into the Carson Valley Inn for cash and getaway giveaways. Cash and free play drawings every Thursday and Saturday with a $1,000 winner guaranteed each drawing night. And grand prize giveaways including $10,000 in cash or the ultimate Hawaiian vacation package guaranteed. It's the cash and getaway giveaways only at the Carson Valley Inn. As you know, Reno is booming. Toll's development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development, building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Toll's development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com. The Do It Right guys at Nevada Heating have one mission. Your furnace breaks down today, we fix it today. Why freeze for days while your furnace is down when Nevada Heating can get the job done today and you can get warm again? For nearly 50 years, locally owned Nevada Heating has been getting the job done right. Call today at 323-5585 and we'll fix it today. That's 323-5585 or online at nevadaheating.com. Save money and take transit. Did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas? Plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com. It's the 10 million point break the bank giveaways at Tamarack Casino. Plus, win your share of 50,000 in cash. The 10 million point break the bank giveaways plus 50,000 in cash at Tamarack Casino. Now through February 25th, your good times are at Tamarack Casino. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shad, a no-holds-barred political forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shad. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we are pleased to welcome to the program for the first time Kalarni Tissot. He is a fundraising consultant. Pleasure to have you on the program, sir. Great, great to be here, Sam. Thanks for having me. Uh, you're very welcome. Uh, you were really tough to book. <laughs> and I'm joking because you called me and said, hey, can I be on the show? And absolutely. Um, and you represent uh, a, a lot of people that uh, folks would be familiar with. Uh, Attorney Ge uh, General uh, Aaron Ford, uh, Stephen Horsford, the congressman, uh, Zach Conine, the state treasurer, and Cedric Creer, who is on the Las Vegas City Council, just to give a little uh, perspective. Um, tell us about your fundraising activities. Who do you represent there? Absolutely. So I'm really excited to kind of share more about my story. So I've been in Nevada for about three years. I moved here to work for, for the congressman. And I tell you, I have fallen in love with this state. Home means Nevada. I'm super proud to say that. Um, and I'm a transient who definitely fell in love. So I live in Las Vegas, but our team and my work, we do fundraising all over the state of Nevada, Las Vegas, Reno, you name it. I have a goal of doing a fundraiser in the rules before, but we haven't just been able to put that together just yet, but I know it's going to happen. Um, so in the past three years, kind of started out by doing fundraising for the congressman, quickly met the attorney general, um, and then decided to start my own firm. And I feel really blessed that we've been able to work with so many great clients in the past cycle. The 2022 cycle is kind of our team's like first real foray into building a firm of scale and serving clients all over the state of Nevada. Um, we serve the congressman, we serve four statewide candidates. You mentioned the attorney general and the state treasurer. We also helped um, Cisco Aguilar and the lieutenant governor. Um, 
and then we also served candidates in reno and washoe and in southern nevada as well so in total it was about 18 candidates last cycle that we helped um, two of whom were not on the November ballot. One had won the primary and one is up um, in 24. But of the 16 that were, our client record was 14 and two. And in total, we helped them raise about 18.5 million and many of them set records. So I'm super proud of that work and I'm just super excited to keep building on that. Um, well, that's an extraordinary success right there. Um, how difficult has it been fundraising post-COVID? You know, I'll, I'll tell you, Sam, I've never raised more money in my career than I have during COVID or after COVID. Um, I think we saw that during COVID, a lot of people were locked up and there was that initial shock. And frankly, our fundraising operations across the board just froze for a while because everyone was trying to figure out what does this mean for Nevada? What does this mean for the country? Um, but after a while, uh, when it was, you know, when we were when we were ready to start campaigning again, when we had that election in November of 2020, everything started to pick up again, and there was just a lot of involvement. We pivoted to Zoom fundraisers. Um, we tried to be a little creative and create, you know, like dropping off cocktail kits for people who hopped on Zoom, and really just try to create a unique experience virtually that was safe for every everybody to participate in, but also the ability for them to, you know, give money and contribute. Um, and then, you know, in 21, it took a while for us to kind of get back in the swing of in-person fundraisers. Um, once people started getting vaccinations and felt more comfortable being in the room, um, we started to do more and more in-person events. And pretty much for most of 22, it was nearly all in-person with a few Zooms. Um, but COVID was a really unique time. Um, I think it really showed the value of digital fundraising and engaging people um, online and virtually. And I think since a lot of the, you know, like the congressman's campaign and even to some extent the attorney general, we were already doing that. We were really in a good position to pivot uh, when the time came. Um, do you find that your donors uh, are more interested at this point in time in centrist candidates, even though obviously they're, they're to the left, but more centrist than extreme? It's a great question. Um, I think you, you talk about the history of Nevada, there's always been a preference for more centrist candidates in the state across the board. You look at last cycle and three, I'm talking about like three of my statewide had very, very extreme opponents, right? Cisco Aguilar against Jim Marchant, Zach Honine against Michelle Fiore and Aaron Ford against Sigal Chatta. Um, who I think we could generally agree upon had were considered more extreme or had more strong ideological views. Um, so I think voters saw that. I think vote, that's one of the reasons why the attorney general um, had probably the highest vote count of any statewide candidate is voters did not want to vote for someone who was a little more extreme. They wanted a centrist attorney general. Um, and I do think that's a serious factor and a reason why some statewide candidates can break through and why others can't. Um, it's interesting. She's now uh, the national committeeman uh, for the Republican Party, um, so she's not going away. She definitely wants to uh, to stay involved in politics. Um, uh, but it seems that um, you know, from the lobbyists' perspective, um, they want to get things done for their clients, and it, it's much more difficult, I think, when. Uh, the uh, politicians are so ideologically pushed to one direction or the other. I mean, you look at, you know, at the Democratic Party. I mean, it's been split in two just as much as the Republican Party has been in the state of Nevada, uh, with the Bernie caucus controlling the state party. And suddenly you have the Victory Fund up in northern Nevada that was basically running what should have been the party's business. 
Yeah, no, I mean, that's a great question. I think for me, you know, I, I very quickly realized I wanted to build a career in Nevada. And I think politics in Nevada are very different than like politics in Washington, D.C. that are super, in some ways, very partisan. They don't get they don't collaborate as much as they should. They don't really work together the way they ought to be. You know, here in Nevada, we know that I know our, our politicians and the clients that I'm so proud to work for know that we need to work together and work with others to get things done. So I think there's just a very different dynamic we talk about state politics compared to like national politics, which can feel very dysfunctional, um, very dysfunctional at times. But I also know that, you know, that you talk about the history of Nevada. That wasn't the first time we've ever had a shadow state party coordinated operation before in this state. Um, it's happened to other parties and other instances in our history and it hasn't always worked out. So I'm really hopeful that after this last cycle, we can really kind of take the lessons that we've learned from having this dual structure and hopefully have some more unity. Um, it was interesting. I was talking to uh, Sig Rogic a few years ago and, um, uh, you know, on, on some of the extreme Republican candidates that were running at that time. And uh, he said, we'll get past this. He said, you know, we had to deal with the John Birches in the past and we got past that. So I, I think parties, um, you know, see that things are not getting done and are able to, uh, to move close to the center, but still holding their values independently. Um, what are you seeing now, now with talk of recession? Um, you know, I've always felt that of all businesses, politics tends, tends to be re recession proof. Um, is that what you're seeing at this point in time with, because I mean, look, let's face it, uh, Jackie Rosen's, uh, election for the Senate is upon us. The only thing we don't have at this point is a Republican candidate. Yeah, that's a great question. And it's something that I've thought about a lot intellectually. Um, you know, no matter what we have elections, right. And we need, these are competitive elections, especially here in Nevada and our candidates need to win. Um, so even if there is a recession, we still need to compete. That being said, I think economic recessions affect different groups of people very differently. And even when you talk about the average political donor, it generally skews older. And you have a lot of people who are retiree. I mean, talk about the most common occupation status of someone who gives to a candidate who's generally retired. Their finances, their situation can be affected very differently than someone who's in their 20s and 30s, who's statistically least likely to give to a political candidate, you know, who may be working in gaming, for example, that could be much more affected by a recession than someone who's retired, more financially secure, and who likes to give occasionally to candidates. Um, so I think it depends what kind of recession. Um, but then also on some level you have, you know, it also depends on the companies, right? You talk about Nevada state and local giving and fundraising. Nevada is a very heavy state that raises money from corporations. They play a really prominent role in supporting candidates and endorsing candidates in the state. So depending on how a recession affects gaming and hospitality, um, that could really affect their political giving and their budget for a cycle um, versus how it may affect mining and their involvement. So I think there it can be very a lot of factors that you got to consider how that could kind of shape an election. Yeah, and a lot of people don't realize that are not involved in the uh, the world of uh, politics uh, that, for example, the casino industry, uh, if somebody owns 10 casinos, they can give to the max uh, under the aegis of each casino and each company that they operate um, that's got to be a lot different uh, than where you came from to seeing that in, in action in Nevada. And the same thing with the chamber. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have very unique contribution rules, right? $10,000 per legal entity. Um, I hear back in the 90s, it used to be 20,000 per legal entity, and they changed that before Governor Gwynn was running. Um, so I think that's very unique compared to other states in America, but that's just one thing that makes Nevada so special. Um, and also the unions uh, also have tremendous, not only fundraising abilities, but also get out the vote abilities. Um, you know, so so as you look at this, it, what's your goal? Is it the, the, the low dollar donors, um, which allows um, a candidate to be able to say, hey, I've got this widespread base of support, or do you have to go after the big donors because that's where the real money is? I like to say that we like to go after everything. You know? <laughs> well, you're a good businessman then. <laughs> well, well I, I'm not trying to be greedy, but I think everyone should have the right to participate in supporting a political Of course. Candidate. And I'll tell you, I really value, there are some, like we'll get some $25 checks from a senior who's on a fixed income, who's on social security. And honestly, I value that donation more than some of the larger gifts that we get from very wealthy individuals, right? Um, because everyone should contribute. I think when we talk about the future of our state and our vision for a better Nevada, we want everyone at the table. Um, and, and to accommodate that, you know, we help serve our clients raise money in a variety of ways. We raise money through digital fundraising, through mass emails, through text messages, through social media asks. Um, we even do direct mail. Direct mail is not dead. It's still a very prominent form of political fundraising. Um, but also, when we talk about events that we do for our clients, let's talk, we can talk about the Attorney General. We did a lot of fundraising events for the Attorney General. Um, we calculated it was definitely over 100. I forgot the exact number um, last cycle. Um, but we did events that were $25, $50 minimum suggested donation. We also did events that were a bit higher. And kind of our, our goal is we want to get everyone on the team, everyone on the table, and we want to get them all involved because when we build a donor base that has small dollar, small dollar gifts, mid dollar gifts, large dollar gifts, that's what it takes to sustainably fund you know, our record setting campaign. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back more talking about fundraising with Kalani Tissett after this timeout. Get into the Carson Valley Inn for cash and getaway giveaways. Cash and free play drawings every Thursday and Saturday with a $1,000 winner guaranteed each drawing night. And grand prize giveaways including $10,000 in cash or the ultimate Hawaiian vacation package guaranteed. It's the cash and getaway giveaways only at the Carson Valley Inn. Pro Group Management offers workers' comp services to a growing number of industries. As businesses grow and change with the times, the need for a solid workers' comp program must be flexible and up-to-date. The evolving nature of regulations can make staying ahead of complex tasks challenging. But ProGroup Management simplifies the work so your industry can move forward and succeed. ProGroup Management. Workers' comp that works for you. Early in the morning or throughout the night, professional truck drivers are on the job, serving you. Safely moving freight that's crucial to our economy. From the oldest industries to our newest innovators. From the exotic to the everyday. Trucks are everywhere, moving everything. Never afraid to embrace a future that makes Nevada and our nation stronger. Trucking moves America forward. Brian Culpa Photography was born in the rolling hills of Massachusetts, and now he can help you experience the stunning beauty of Nevada in a whole new way through the power of flight. Flying has always been a passion for Brian, and at Brian Culpa Photography, he can make your imagination soar. 
Brian has the creative mind and tools to tell your unique story. Experience the bird's eye view at brianculpaphotography.com. It's the 10 million point break the bank giveaways at Tamarack Casino. Plus, win your share of 50,000 in cash. The 10 million point break the bank giveaways plus 50,000 in cash at Tamarack Casino. Now through February 25th, your good times are at Tamarack Casino. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Kalani Tissett. He is a fundraising consultant, has worked with the Attorney General, Congressman Stephen Horsford, uh, Zach Conine, State Treasurer, and Cedric Creer, uh, who is on the Las Vegas uh, City Council. Um, so let me ask you, because um, uh, you brought these up in the, in the last segment here, you said direct mail is not dead. Who in the heck is reading direct mail? I mean, at my house, one person goes to the mailbox, they pick up the direct mail and they put them in the trash. Who's reading this stuff? It's a great question. <laughs> well, I, I think a lot of people do like to receive mail and they also like to receive mail from politicians that they admire or for causes that they're interested in. Um, and I think, you know, the average donor does skew older. Um, Sam, the average donor who gives to a campaign, if, forgive me for saying this, is probably around your age. Right. Um, uh, in their thirties. Okay. <laughs> right. And oftentimes, you know, like one thing that young people like me need to remember is that all of your fundraising needs to be designed to be read by someone with bifocals, for example. Um, it's very easy for someone like me to forget, even after I wear glasses. So, you know, you, you don't expect everyone to, for example, actually read your piece. I think a lot of people we send mails who do throw it away, but we try to be very targeted. We try to go after people who are previous contributors, people who know who our candidate is, people who have a verified interest in our cause and our campaign. And we think that through being targeted, we're going to send mail to people who want to receive it for people who want to respond. Um, and it's going to be able to bring more people into the fold. Okay, but I mean, what percentage of the people you send it to um, do you believe are actually going to read this according to your research? That's a really good question. I don't know the exact amount that will read it. For our response rates, they can kind of vary across the board on a mail piece, right? Are we sending to our previous donor list? Are we trying to do prospecting to a larger list? Um, so they can kind of vary from single digits to like low double percentages. So we don't expect everyone to contribute, but it's a really good way to get a lot of people to write, you know, a check $100 here, $250 here. And when you're sending those to thousands of people, it really does add up. Yeah, you know, I mean, because I look at direct mail and I see, you know, it doesn't matter what the, who the candidate is, but I'm for education, you know, I'm for feeding the poor, whatever. Well, of course, we all are. Um, you know, nothing really strikes me. I think in this last election cycle, uh, one of your candidates um, had the ad that really broke through, which was Zach Conine, um, with, with the ad where he broke through the fourth wall and, and people were, were amused by it um, and, and it caught people's attention. Whether it changed somebody's vote or not, I don't know, but um, at least that one broke through. Um, so, you know, how do you make a direct mail piece jump out to somebody or, or are they just sitting there lonely and waiting for some mail like you said <laughs> you didn't say lonely i did but i mean you know that that's who you're reaching at that point yeah well so that tv ad first of all for zach that was so authentically him if you know the state treasurer if you know a sense of humor and you saw that ad you knew that just oozed his character and that's why i thought it was so successful because it was so true to who he was 
so I, I think on this direct mail, I think we're talking about, there's two different things I think we're focusing on. I'm, I really do a lot of direct mail to donors, asking them to give contributions. And then of course there's direct mail to voters. And I think in campaigns, it can be easy outside of this to get donors and voters confused because donors are very different. Your average donor is very different than your average voter. Your average political contributor is very well engaged. Um, they probably, like I said before, they probably skew older and they're probably more active or more partisan than your average voter um, who may not be as engaged. They may not spend as much time reading the news, um, watching Nevada newsmakers compared to the average donor. I'm sure donors in Nevada would be more familiar with your show. Um, so I think there's a difference there. So I can't speak too much to the direct mail to voters. That is an art and a science. Um, but we, you know, we want to keep, I know that's not dead. I know that's not going away anytime soon here in Nevada. Um, so there's unfortunately not much we can do about that. We got to get the message out somehow. Um, you know, in previous elections, um, the undecideds were under 6%. Um, was that pretty much the, the number in this past election or was it a, a larger number that people were trying to go after in those last few weeks? That's a great question. You know, I, I don't do, you know, I'm so focused on fundraising and state compliance. I did get to see a lot of the polling data as it came out for our clients across the board. I think at times the polling data could have been very positive and we were like trying to be cautious. We didn't want to be too optimistic because we knew that this election cycle was going to be the one of the most competitive election cycles our state has ever seen. Um, so, it, you know, it, it's, it's kind of kind of hard to say off that point entirely. Um, but I know that there were undecideds that kept shifting as they normally do towards making a decision toward the fall. And after they really got our message out on TV, on mail, on digital, I'm hoping that really made a good difference. All right, let's take another break. More on fundraising with Kalani Tissit after this timeout. Imagine a magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless, teaches our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic. It's the Greenhouse Project. It's real, it's growing, and it needs your help. Go online to carsoncitygreenhouse.org so together we can grow it forward. Modern Boutique Ahern Hotel and Event Center sits at the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Two floors of meeting and event space are ideal for groups and conventions. Stay in one of 200 luxurious rooms and suite. Brand your event throughout the property. Flexible event spaces make for easy planning and personalization. Take over the entire hotel with a full buyout option. Snorkel personnel lifts are engineered beyond the industry norm to an uncommon level of safety and durability and with an eye towards sustainability. They're also designed to be simple to operate and maintain. Snorkel, always at the cutting edge of progress. What do you count on? You count on your power every day. At NV Energy, we've always powered what's important to you, but we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low, and our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way, because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. 
That's our promise. You can count on it. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers with Kalani Tissot. That's the correct pronunciation? Yes, sir. Okay, good. I'm sorry, and I apologize for screwing it up in the earlier parts of the show. He's a fundraising consultant, has uh, candidates uh, like uh, Attorney General Aaron Ford, uh, Congressman Stephen Horsford, uh, Treasurer Zach Conine, and uh, uh, Las Vegas City Councilman Cedric Creer. Um, so you were talking about digital um, a little while ago. And, and I wanted to ask you, because th this is such a fascinating topic to me, um, which is explain to folks just how deep you're able to go in targeting using digital technology. Yeah, and again, you know, we target two different types of people, right? We target donors because we want to get people engaged in email lists and text message giving, online giving, and then they target voters. And I'm much more familiar with the donor side than I am the voter side. The voter side, I tell you, gets more and more advanced every election cycle. There are really phenomenal consultants who specialize that. And it's getting really good to the point where they can pinpoint someone who loves going to Roberto's versus someone who doesn't like going to Roberto's taco shop. Like it, it, the smallest of details that they can find. Um, on, on, the, on the donor side, I will tell you that data is becoming very prominent in how we raise money and who we target with solicitations. I think it's always been prominent, but even more now where we are in 2023 than ever before, there's been a huge rise of fundraising data firms and democratic politics. And I think their success really shows that there's a market for how can we target the right people for our solicitation? How can we make sure that we're always talking to the right individuals through email, through text, through direct mail, and even through call time when we're trying to prospect for national donors? Um, you know, a lot of our races, we did try to raise money nationally across the board. And so when you're the attorney general or you're a member of Congress, like Stephen Horsford, you want to know who should I speak with in L.A., in New York City, in Chicago. Um, and I think both of them had a really strong national fundraising program this last cycle. And we did a lot of work on the data side to make that happen. And uh, just to, you know, um, I, I know it's not your political side of the aisle, uh, but one of the secrets of Donald Trump's success was his um, digital fundraising. Um, that was really a phenomenal process there that uh, uh, helped him get elected president. Um, listen, pleasure to have you on the program, sir. I uh, enjoyed the conversation. Look forward to having you come back. You're going to be in Carson City during session? You know, I'm going to come up. I like to say that I don't do policy, but I do do parties. Uh, but I, I have so many great friends and clients up there, so I just want to say hi to see what the magic's all about. Okay, well, we'll be waking your, uh, you up at 7 a.m. to do the show, so come in and uh, visit us in Carson City, okay? I'd be glad to. Okay, thank you so much, and we'll be right back. With Nevada's only transplant center and verified burn center, the science is here. With award-winning cardiologist and the state's only dedicated heart failure clinic, the talent is here. With Nevada's most advanced robotic surgery, the technology is here. And with the Silver State's only designated pediatric trauma center, hope is here. All because we are here. UMC. Pro Group Management is the place where companies can find workers' comp solutions that are designed to meet their specific business requirements. As regulations evolve, Pro Group takes a proactive approach to clear the path to make sure your business stays ahead of the curve. Knowing your workers' comp program is optimized, you can focus on other important matters related to your growing business. Pro Group Management, workers' comp that works for you. 
Hi, I'm Renee Summer, our digital news anchor here at 7 at 7. Watch our streaming nonstop newscast immediately with your mobile phone. 7 at 7 is the new way for you to get every bit of local news you need in just seven minutes. Breaking news, local neighborhood news, weather and sports are just a click away. Reporters bring you all of what's happening in the Valley from Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, YouTube and more. Get every bit of local news you need from the RJ and LVRJ.com. Retail's impact on Nevada's economy? Enormous. 8,600 businesses, large and small, employing 145,000 workers. And last fiscal year, retail paid tax on nearly $60 billion in sales. We're the Retail Association of Nevada. We support retail, we help it grow, and we mean business. R-A-N-N-V.org. As always, you can watch Nevada Newsmakers 24 hours a day at NevadaNewsmakers.com. We'll see you on the next show.